everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad you're here. It's Wednesday night. Super late street fight. We were at the AEW watch party. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, you want to watch wrestling with people, we do it every single Wednesday at the Elevator Tap Room there on 4th. Come hang with the gang. Act orangutan. Get fucking nuts. It's a lot of fun. We have a few DSA people there. We got a couple other regulars, and it's uh, watching wrestling in a room with a whole bunch of people is a lot more fun. <coughs> I just objectively better time. So come join us, hang out. Uh, thank you, Elevator, for hosting and have, giving us a place to uh, do so. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho comedy radio show in any station across the nation. You can hear us on WCRS. On Sundays, we do our call-in show, but tonight is the basement show. Um, we are, I think we're de- we got a little special basement show tonight. We're going to do some Q&A action, but on the regular, Wednesday and Sunday is the show. You can get it on the podcast feeds. You can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. However you want, we're available uh, to entertain and advocate for a world uh, with no more America. Glad you're here. Uh, we are going to be on the West Coast. We're leaving for Seattle this Friday. We're going to do a show on Sunday and Monday in Seattle, right? No, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday yep. and Sunday in Seattle. Then we're going to Portland. Then we're going to Los Angeles. Then we're going to Oakland. Then we're going to San Diego. Not exactly in that order. Head to streetfireradio.com on the front of the page. Right there on the right-hand side, there is a link that says left coast tour you can click on it and get tickets uh get them now before it sells out the west coast does sell out um portland oregon there are no more tickets available there will be 10 tickets at the door that are left behind um but if you show up and it's like 15 people you'll probably get in i've really never seen a venue turn someone away right right. now man we ain't turning people away i'll sneak your ass in I don't give a fuck about the fire code. That's something about me. Yeah, I'm an anarchist. I don't care. Right. I'll fucking let you into my show. You want to see me? You're getting in. Okay? That's what I say. Thank you uh, to Eric P. He sent me a a wonderful bottle of plum wine that I'm drinking directly out of. There's probably some proper glasses you're supposed to use, um, but I don't do that. No, no. Brett's just going to get drunk on this wine out of the bottle right now but hey you know that that kind of shit is fun uh i want to announce something right now on monday of this week i got sixty-six thousand steps wow congratulations my record how many how long is that okay so i woke up at 10 30 and i walked until midnight <laughs> oh my god <laughs> doing what walking you just never stop uh-uh. You don't eat or nothing? Nope. I didn't eat until after I was done. Bars? Quarter pounder with cheese. Uh, bars? No, like no, you don't like fill your pockets with granola or nothing? Nope. No, I, I did get hungry. It was like, there was a point where I was like super hungry, but I was just like, you know what? You're going to get this record today. And that record, that uh, the original record was 61,000. That's like such a hard one to beat. You know, yeah. and and I was shooting for seventy five thousand by the end of the year, but I'm not going to get it. I think I, I think seventy five thousand is impossible. 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to start at midnight and then just see if you can go. Yeah. Yeah, that that's probably what's going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, also, just personally, uh, the POD cast, this month's episode is coming out soon. I, I was touring, so it's very hard to do these things in a timely manner. And it's only a monthly show. But we did Around the Fur, which is a great album. And uh, I hope people enjoy that. You know, Shocktober's over. I ho- I know people enjoyed that. I, I I get the messages all the time. And uh, Teen Fight Radio is just about to start. We recorded the first one, and I think it's very good. Teen Fight is a show where me and Brett and my daughter inter- talk to different women about what it's like to grow up. And you are going to hear stories that you've never heard on this show because we don't talk about our childhoods in that much detail. And uh, it's a good show, mm-hmm. you know? Um I got a little Q&A going to this week. I was going to do it on a, I don't remember when we were going to do it, but uh, I decided to do a Q&A. I like to do little things like this before we go to tour, you know? It bummed me out because I thought I thought we should have had Drew in on Sunday for the call-in show. Uh-huh. But we I did I forgot to ask him and I I like to do that before the tours too. So we'll do a little Q&A here in a minute. Um Brett, did you see, uh, um, this is pretty Ohio specific, but I think a lot of people know it, you know? Um, and, and I, I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but, uh, every fucking buddy in town is talking about that fentanyl that could have killed the whole state two times. Have you noticed it? Have people come up to you and said anything? No, I haven't. My God damn. I've heard from every, I had to go to a funeral on a sad on, on Sunday last week. And like four different people were talking to me about the fentanyl that could have killed the whole state two times. So then I look it up again. And I'm like, I'm going to go take a look at this. And, uh, it's on fucking, uh, NBC news, their official site, not our bullshit, like local news sh- site where they like, just tell you good restaurants or whatever, but like actual NBC news, the national site. Uh-huh. And, uh, the police are now calling it chemical warfare. They're saying that we've had chemical warfare done on us here by and having that ha- much fentanyl. They just found a bunch of fentanyl. They, okay. I'll read the story for you. I don't know the story. I, I can't believe you don't know the story. I've talked about it to so many people. It's wild. And and it's on the scroll downtown. You know the scroll on broad and high with the uh, LED light that goes around? LCD? I don't know. One of those kinds of lights that goes around. It's been on it for a week and a half now. It's actually really scary to me because of like the amount of a like it's people don't talk to me about the news very much in my everyday life because I talk about kind of the news and stuff on my show and they don't want to hear me blah 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 about it you know people don't want to get trapped in that conversation but uh I spoke to a ton of people who who were bringing this story up like as in in like casual conversation you know you know those people that are like Always want to talk about the bad news. Yeah, they get animated by it. <laughs> That's my mom. My mom like loves bad news. It like is the best thing to her. I mean, well, it's bad for her, but it's also like she's just like, I can't fucking wait to tell everybody this bad news. Yeah, this is great for people that like the show Twenty Four and just imagine that someone 
has enough fentanyl to kill all of Ohio, and that's exactly what they're planning to do with it. Well, okay, let's read the article then. Because I think you're going to get a lot more out of it if we just read the article. This is from NBC News. Uh, Ohio authorities have seized a multi-million dollar haul of fentanyl so large they're calling it a weapon of mass destruction. Oh, right. Almost 45 pounds of suspected fentanyl, three pounds of suspected methamphetamine, and a pound of suspected heroin, three firearms, and over $30,000 in cash were seized in Montgomery County, Ohio during the week beginning October 21st, according to a statement Thursday by Ohio's regional agency's Narcotic and Gun Enforcement Task Force. Man, Montgomery County got it going. Oh, yeah. Man, they got all the drugs. The operation was carried out in partnership with the FBI, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, and Ohio Attorney General's Office. The task force said the authorities hailed the successful operation for keeping the massive shipment of drugs off the street. Um, the, the quantity of fentanyl in this case amounts to chemical warfare and a weapon of mass destruction, said Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. Vince Callender, Homeland Security Investigations Special Agent in Charge of Michigan and Ohio, called 45 pounds of fentanyl enough to kill the entire population of Ohio many times over. I mean, that's rich. Coming from a government that has bombs that could kill the entire popula population of the United yeah. States many times over. Very rich coming from them. Uh, Shamar, uh, I'm not going to read their names. I never read their names. Uh, three people were investigate were arrested in the operation on suspicion of narcotics trafficking. They faced charges of possession with intent to distribute 400 or more grams of fentanyl, as well as felony possession of a firearm, the task force statement said. In January, Customs and Border Protection officers made the largest fentanyl bus in U.S. history, confiscating 254 pounds of the drug hidden in the floor compartments of a truck carrying cucumbers and no gas. Dallas, Arizona. Um, the first thing I want to say about this is like back during the like in the early days of the war on drugs, something that the, the government used to do whenever they made a big drug seizure was estimated street value. Right. And they would give this street value that was like if you sold it all in like dime bags. That's how much money. That's how much would. weed they got. Yeah, that's how much. That's how much they got. That's a pound of weed becomes seven thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars worth of weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the reason that they're the, the reason that they're doing the deaths thing now is because we all know it's bullshit about the street values, right? Like it's common knowledge now. People laugh when they say the street street value of a of a drug, like. It's a joke. It's a hack joke. If you were to write the joke at this point and go on stage, people would call you a fucking hack for it. So uh, now it's it's how many time how many people the drug could kill, and like I I don't even know what they're getting at. Like like if a plane flew over the state and dropped fentanyl out of the plane, is that the idea? <laughs> you know. I, it's it's enough to keep people in fear. Like it's enough to protect their job. I think. I mean, they've yeah. got a, they've got a task force out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's so weird because it's like, you know, you could also just like again regulate this shit 
And then it would cost less money and so much less human suffering to just regulate, just have it out there and regulate it and let it be used. Yes, I mean that's uh, everybody in Ohio isn't dying from it. Like it's also it's also coming in regularly. And probably being used without much issue. Right, right. So when an OD happens, it is generally blamed on fentanyl. And you know what? The truth is, it fentanyl kills people. Yeah, I, absolutely. A, we're not on this fucking show saying fentanyl kills people. We're doesn't. saying that, like, it doesn't kill people. We're saying that, like, it's because things can't be measured. It's because it's not being handled by professionals. It's because it's not being handled in a clean place to put it together to get it to people. And the reason that it's being handled that way is because it's against the law and there's a fucking task force of people with guns that'll chase you around for it. Now, people are always going to want this drug. Opioids, like, I, I don't think it's said enough that, like, Opioids have been around forever and people have always done them. And a, a smart person would say, hey, maybe since there's no possible way we can make everybody stop taking opioids, we should make sure that the people taking them are safe. Like, that's the solution to this problem. It's yep. the easiest solution. But we spend so much time and energy and punishment. Like, we want reason to send people to jail. We want to make sure that lawyers have money. We want to make sure that there's a system around it. Like, we we spend so much money not fixing problems. Like, that's, the, that's how this uh, American system works. Well, and it sucks because uh, uh, me and you do a niche podcast to you know, a, a high number of people, but not a million. And like this, this conversation doesn't happen anywhere. Like nobody can go to a guy like fucking Mike DeWine or whoever the governor is and, and suggest it like, cause this seems like a slam dunk argument. This isn't this, <laughs> this argument like, how could you argue against this? What would your argument be? And and I see a lot of, there are so many people on, on, on social media. And there's so many writers and most people that cover drugs in the United States and the war on drugs. Like, they're all saying this. They're all saying the same thing me and you are saying on this show right now. They don't get a platform. They don't get a voice. They don't get to be on MSNBC. They don't get to be on fucking, you know, CNN or, or any, or, or the New York Times doesn't have them write op-eds in their opinion page. It just doesn't happen. It's treated like a fringe idea, but it is truly the only solution to this problem. Absolutely. All right. I, I don't know what to say uh, other than like, yeah, it's just completely mismanaged at this point. They, um, I don't know. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, I got some questions. I asked for questions on, on Facebook. So I, I guess we'll answer some questions. Uh, Steve, I didn't, I'm what? sorry, Go ahead. sorry, sorry. I did want to say I was reading like the, the cross contamination has become a big thing too, but it's all fucking lies. You know, the amount of drugs that they're finding that are cross contaminated with fentanyl are people that they're like busting, you know, at like a park and shit, you know, they're, they aren't like getting a general sample of like cocaine or methamphetamines. No, you know, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it, cocaine uh, is such a weird one to me because I'm reading Dark Alliance by Gary Webb. And uh, when this government started looking to, to like, like uh, go after cocaine, it was uh, some guy, some, some Republican senator, I think, from Ohio. He starts going after cocaine. He has a big press meeting, you know? He, like, gets all the people in. He gets academics and everything and doctors and uh, researchers. And one after the other, they say cocaine is not dangerous at all it's way too expensive to get in a large quantity the buzz is not that much it's not like it's not like this in this crazy like acid it's right. it's just not a crazy buzz and uh generally people who do it just it's not like really addictive you can do it and like if you snort it okay um, one, one doctor came up and said, I would not outlaw cocaine. I would make it so they can sell it in stores because there is a way to make cocaine dangerous and addictive. And that is crack. Like crack is what did what's addictive and what, what is dangerous and what gets you like the big high. Well, people all over, people were dying from crack. Crack sure. was bad. But like even then, it's like if you don't make cocaine illegal, do people still smoke crack or do or just do cocaine? You know? Yeah, I've always heard they're pretty much chemically the same. I mean, all you're doing with crack is making it smokable. Cocaine instead of snorting it, you're just making it so you can smoke it. The high is is related. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's like a different high, but smoking it gives you a more intense, shorter high right. than snorting it. Right. And that's what got people hooked, you know. Uh, I, I, Freeway Ricky Ross is in this book that I'm reading. He's uh -huh. in it a lot and he's talking about it. And he was like, I didn't drink or do any drugs. Uh, I never even tried the cocaine when I was selling the cocaine. But uh, when they taught me how to do crack, when they when they taught me how to make rocks, I hit one one time and I said, I can't ever do this again because it feels too good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, obviously then he saw the fallout, all the bat, like what was going on in Los Angeles and Miami at the time was devastating to those places. Yeah. But that is not a regular issue with regular cocaine. They were trying to explain that cocaine is like, Cocaine is pretty fucking safe, and it's a pretty mild drug, is what they were trying to explain. The prolonged use of it will fuck you up. Yeah, 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 of course. The prolonged use of anything will fuck you up. Right. Um, except for weed. You can fucking smoke as much weed for every day. Here's our first question. Well, I, was, I just wanted, I, the, just to put the pen in that, I, I saw this thing from the New York City Police Department filed this report thing that over the last three years, from like 60,000 samples... 1% of them had traces of of fentanyl in it. And that's traces. That doesn't mean it's like a killer amount. You yeah, know? it's not going to kill you. It's right. just a small just amount. It yeah. showed a little bit in there. And, but they've blown it into this thing. They've now tried to make it into, you know, they're trying to any way they can to expand this fentanyl crisis as far as... Like, I mean, we talked about weed that they say is fentanyl now. Like, they really are just trying to find the next hysteria to make money off of and put people in jail over. Yeah, and it's ruining people. I mean, this one's ruining people's lives in a way that even the crack e epidemic didn't do in that, like, at this point now, uh, people who need 
this medicine are not being able to get it. Yeah. And they're not that is Yeah, we're dealing with a lot of people that had that started at pharmaceutical pills, you know, and are now at fentanyl. Yeah, people with chronic pain. I mean, honestly, I don't know anybody who didn't get I, most people I know that got addicted to pain pills are um got it prescribed first. You know, and got a lot of them prescribed there in the early 2000s, late 90s. And, uh, you know, it's a it, the reason it's like a lot of blue collar workers is because blue collar workers get hurt and are in pain. And that's how it happens, you know. And uh, that's, I mean, it's just hard stuff. You know, before we do the Q&A, um, I've had this in the uh, show notes for a while. And I thought it would be fun if we uh it, it, it's an old school little thing man we, we read a blog post and we talk about it we used to do these a lot we did it with the sweat pledge we did it with uh we've done it with a few other the cop magazine you wanted to, so we're gonna do a little a little bit of that that's this is from law enforcement today oh god and it's a blog post that a guy made that uh has a lot of material in it and i figure we should just let's do it tonight because I don't have a lot of news to read. Okay. The collapse of law enforcement will usher in the end of America as we know it. And then it has the oath that you take when you're a cop on it for, for like as the way to start it. This is by Kyle S. Reyes. Um, it's funny. They're so dramatic. Yeah. You know, like they, they, that, that's the headline. And then it's like, I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. <laughs> and like all this shit. It's just that kind of thing is so funny. Like they, they are the biggest, most dramatic people. Cops who the only people more dramatic than cops are actors who are actually doing dramas. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's just that I just find more and more the less the less uh, actual problems people that have in their life, the more time they have to create problems for other people. Yeah. Yeah. It happened with the with the um, it happened with the uh, Halloween this week or last week was there was somebody that told me they had one of those ring doorbells that you can record video on. Yep. And and they they shared a video on like the local Facebook about someone that walked up and took the whole bowl of candy and just poured it into their bag. Yeah. And someone said you should turn it into six on your side. Why? Six, six on, on your side. Yeah, explain six on your side to everybody. Six on your side is the news. ABC six is our ABC affiliate. And they're like you contact them like if a if a contractor doesn't finish your fence and they'll go like knock on their door and ask them about it. But I, they, I mean real Columbus heads will know six on your yeah. side because people have been saying it since the eighties, I think. Yeah, everybody says call six on your side. People feel like it's like a lifeline. <laughs> they do. It's they the feel... last person that cares in this world. It's, it's six like, on your side. It's like Batman or a vigilante. <laughs> it's like if the police won't do it, you got to, you know, yes, we all know the Better Business Bureau is bullshit. And sure, it's okay to try the Better Business Bureau first. But if that doesn't work, call six on your side. <laughs> so I, and I, I want a six on your side shirt now. <laughs> Yeah, we should find some. <laughs> With like a badge on it? <laughs> it they, they have a logo? Uh, I, I I don't know. Six, But yeah, in Columbus, that is like, it's like ditch. 
you know, where we say you ditch in line and everybody thinks it's crazy. But uh, six on your side is, you probably have one in your city, but I'll bet you it hasn't taken hold. I know New York has Shame on You, where they play a, a song that's like, shame, 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 shame on you. Yeah. And then they do like their bit. But yeah, it's just your local news thing. But we have taken we we have taken that as like a slang. Basically, it's a slang term in the city that every single person that lives here yeah. uses. But so that's what I mean is that cops also fit this perfectly where that they are they have all the power in the world they have all the control and they have a union behind them that can actually protect everything that they do they get like in this city the mayor will apologize to a cop that like beats that like punches a, a citizen in the face or like kills somebody the mayor will fucking apologize to them <laughs> yeah but these people can't get past like the fact that they can do whatever they want because they're just too busy f imagining themselves going up against like going up against warriors like they're they are fighting all day long and um, like it's a military engagement against the streets or something yeah right yeah they they, i mean like they think the bloods, they think they're fighting like these evil because th like even with the bloods and the crypts it's like they're not evil they're just a bunch of people to hang out with each other and get yeah. in fight sometime and it's like they but they have in their mind that they are fighting like an uh, like there is an army of cops and then criminals are this big organized army of criminals and they have to be stopped but like crime is most of the time done out of desperation and the times where it's not done out of desperation it's just it, it, it's like it, it's rare and uh it's usually just people grab assing really generally most crime like with fighting and stuff like that it's just all grab assing you know sure it, i mean it's just like people punching like like when two guys get in a fight in the street i call that grab ass <laughs> and like that doesn't need the cops involved that seems you know like let them beat each other up yeah. you know um so here we go mortality it's something that you don't really consider when you're young. You can do anything. You're invincible. But as we grow older, we start considering that mortality. It's time we start considering the mortality of America. Ooh, I'm hoping it's short. I'm hoping like that America's very almost to the end. It's on its lifeline. <clears throat> I spend a sub. This lifeline. is my favorite line of this. One of my favorite lines of this thing, and it's gonna get a good laugh out of the listener. Maybe not Brett. But the listener will get a good laugh. I spend a substantial amount of time working in two different arenas, the world of law enforcement and the business world. By day, I run a marketing agency. Among the areas we work in, we do extensive work in the firearms industry. My travels take me across the country, often to the most rural parts of America. By night, I am the national spokesman for law enforcement today. He, oh, he's, wow. He's not a cop. He's not even a fucking wow, cop. Wow, he really twisted us. He did. He's, he, he's, mark, he's like, by day I do marketing. By night I do freelance marketing. <laughs> I do marketing for free for the police. This guy is just a marketing guy. Yeah, right? yeah, it's all he is. He, but he, he, he gets he, home at night. He hates his life. And he's like, I got to do something to avoid my home existence. I'm just going to do a little bit of marketing for the police. I want to go back now that we know what he does. 
I spend a substantial amount of time working in two different arenas, the world of law enforcement and the business world. It's like this guy wants so bad for people to think he's a cop out there oh, yeah. on the street battling bad guys. He's imagining that like a lot of the audience is just going to read the first paragraph and just be like, fuck this cop. Yeah, or 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 like, oh, such a brave cop. You yeah, know, doing cop shit, you know, because if you're reading law enforcement today, which is the website we're on, he's the national spokesman for this website. That's all. It's a good grift. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, this is a snake oil salesman. You think so? I'm not a police officer. I was tapped because I can do one thing cops can't do. I can give them a voice. I can run my mouth and no agency can oh, fire God. me. <laughs> We're about to get it. The travel that I reference, both in the business world and supporting the LE world, has people that say LE, he calls them Leos, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's, he's a Leo he's, guy. He's already abbreviating that. <laughs> he's close to Leo. Yeah, he's just going to call them L's <laughs> eventually. <laughs> he loves them so much. He just he loves them, Brett. He <sighs> wants to kiss them on the lips. He wants to kiss the police on the lips, every single one of them. Uh, has afforded me countless opportunities to work side by side with some of the greatest patriots in America. My closest friends are either in law enforcement or, or either active or retired members of some of the most elite military forces oh, no. in America. What a goober. I know, this guy rocks. This, oh, this is awful. <laughs> he said my friends are like, cops. And my friends are either the cops or SEAL Team 6. That's is, the only people I hang out with. You, you know? go to somebody's house, like you sit on their squeaky couch and like, that's a leather couch. You're like, oh, fine. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> That's a 56-inch TV. Like, oh, okay. Like, I have all the Marvel movies on DVD, actually. Blu-ray. Oh, really? Uh, on Blu-ray, yeah. 4K. Uh, I'm sorry, 4K. All my friends are active military or elite soldiers. <laughs> like, what is that? Who says that? That's why, why aren't you? That's an why, why do they hang out with you? I want to see a picture of this guy. But well, I'm, I give them a voice. I'm, you know, I, I'm not good on the battlefield. I'm a string bean. I have flat feet, so I can't be a part of the battle, but I can use my voice to elevate my favorite Ellie's. <laughs> I can't take a punch to the face, but I can stand behind a podium and make some big amount of money to tell cops, like, you're the greatest. I, th yeah. I picture this guy as having a very, like, New York. This is like a New York guy to me. You know, because this is extremely like a Long Island. Where's he at? Vibe. I, I don't think I don't think it says it. Oh, um, here we go. Here we Law go. Law enforcement magazine. I don't think everybody in the world is like a New York City Guido, though. Well, law enforcement guys that like cops this much yeah, a lot of time City does love the police more than any other place. Dude, I got to tell you something right now that I didn't even notice from this. But the ad on this um, the ad on this site for this blog is for the Netflix for first responders. <laughs> we need to, There's a what? There's a, it's like means TV, but, but for, for first responders. First responders. <laughs> really? What could be on there? I don't know. Nothing funny. Oh. This is like cops like beating guys up and stuff like that. Because they love watching cops beat guys up, you know? Well, yeah. Uh, you know what they probably got on there? They probably got the Benny Hill music and the cops arresting all those people that jumped fair as a protest in New York on the subway. Right. <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, so, and from I, our... I do want to... You got to write that name down. I, I, I'll i get it. it. It went away, so I'll have... It has a show on it called The Real Man Show. 
Okay. So it's not like the man show. It's the real man show. Um, I, I will get you the info, Brett. Um, this this website's so genius, Brett. It, at the top, it has the 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 things up there say news, be heard, and then like to make it seem like a big deal, it says business partners, cool. <laughs> forums, and job postings. Sometimes you'll be putting a job postings like link on your site. I'll bet you there's not a single fucking job that pays no, money. No, <laughs> but it makes you look big, right? You know, it does seem like eventually there'll be something there. <laughs> it's a good look. Okay, so he's friends. Uh, uh, I'll move back a little. My friends are either active or retired members uh, of some of the most elite forces in America. And for our greatest warriors to our everyday citizens, I can tell you the underlying fear that so many are thinking about. And that's the seemingly inevitable collapse of society if we don't make some monumental changes. As a Christian, <laughs> we got ourselves a Christian too, Brett. This guy. This guy is the anti-us. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, only one troop likes us, and that's Francis from What a Hell of a Way to Die. And then all the rest of the troops hate us. No, we have a lot Brace. of troops. This is a troop in a way, too. Yeah. I know. I'm kidding. I we do you know. with troops. I know. I know. We get in trouble for it. Do we? Yeah, I had someone that was giving me shit about it. Because troops listen to our show? Yeah. We make fun of them all the time. Yeah. Okay. As a Christian, I believe we are in the middle of some serious spiritual warfare. But you don't have to be a Christian to understand that the very soul of America is under attack right now. And the rapid erosion of the thin blue line has has us sitting on a powder keg. Historically... Rapid erosion? Since when? Like they, didn't, they haven't lost at all. Trump is the fucking president of the United States. <laughs> they can murder any suspect or protester they want and get away with it. I know. That's I always think about that when when we talk about these kind of things, especially with this one, like the rapid erosion. It's like uh, they win, they never lose. They like they nobody ever gets in trouble for anything. So all I can think is that the rapid erosion means that there is a certain amount of people. That don't like the police. But I'll say this. In the 90s, there were a lot more people that didn't like the police than there are now. You know, 9-11 fucked that all up. But when yeah. I was growing up, dude, nobody liked the I police. I don't think they were that. They were definitely not that popular. No. Nobody I, every, nobody I hung. Like, I know my friends were all criminals and hellions. But, like, even the adults would be like, oh, what do you, you know, fuck you. You know, you said it about your dad. Yeah. You know? No, my who's family. Who's a conservative guy. Yeah, very staunchly. They thought they were just doing bullshit. Like, you know, trying to... Find something to get into. Yeah. That, I mean, Which that is, is what they do. Right. They just go around looking for trouble to get into. Historically, this guy's going to give us a history lesson, Brett. Historically, if you look at the collapse of some of the greatest empires in the world, it happened from within. Simply put, it raises the distinct danger that America won't be conquered by foreign enemies, but rather from domestic ones. I think he's talking about us. Yeah. I think he's talking about us. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried because they are re they are way more paranoid than we are. <laughs> well, they don't know their place in the world. There's this thing, like, so many people don't know their place in the world. You know, like, whether it was, like, uh, 
me and Felix talked about Opie and Anthony being mad when like Paul McCartney didn't do their show. And it's like, why would Paul McCartney do your show? You know what I mean? And it's because they consider themselves to be like these hugely famous people that they actually weren't. And like, I see so many people that just like, I'm nobody in this world. I don't have power or control over anything. And I realize that. But there are a lot of people who don't feel that way. Just like there are a lot of people who feel like uh, they're the most important person or they're one of the most important people. It's generally people who will say, uh, I don't go out that much because everybody's dumb. You know, that that, that that insinuates that you're smarter than everybody else and not just a curmudgeon. You know? <laughs> yeah. When histor uh when historians say that an empire fell, it means that the central state no longer exercised its broad power. I thought you guys didn't like that. I thought they didn't like that, Brett. That happens either because the state itself ceased to exist or because the state's power was reduced as parts of the empire became independent of its control. God willing. Inshallah. <laughs> it typically doesn't happen because of a single cause, but rather a long process. The main factors that historically, historically led to imperial collapse are imperial collapse are here we go, baby. Here we go. Economic issues. Yeah, that's your fault. That's the government's fault. That's that's the conservatives fault. You know, yeah. uh, no, they've done everything they can to make those as a. Uh, They've, they've added as many economic issues to the problem as they could. Right. They could fix all of these problems. Like, these problems could... The economic problems especially, when you look at the wealth distribution, are like, you could fix that very easily. You know? You just take it all away from the guys that are hoarding it. Boom. You got yourself economic justice. Uh, social and cultural issues, which is... That, they that to them, is everything that they... like. Every TV show they don't like, I think it's all it is. <laughs> They're just like, there's a lot of TV shows I don't like, and that's a huge issue. <laughs> there's too much diversity. Environmental issues. Again, their fault. We're trying to get you to stop it. You won't do it. Um, we want to work less. It's better for the environment. Yeah. Political issues, which I thought. But that was the other stuff, wasn't it? I, th I thought so, but I guess, this, uh, you know. This guy is saying he heard this from historians, but it doesn't read like it to me. Now, none of these factors are causes in and of themselves, but rather are ways to categorize causes. So dumb. Like, this is I just <laughs> so fucking nostradamus -y. Like, you just name every problem that could happen. <laughs> what other problem would take it? Like, what other problem would make a cunt? I mean, he, he, he failed to mention the poor uprising. He failed to mention, like, revolution. Economic issues. Okay. Under there. And social and cultural. That's the other part. Of so like social and cultural issues are them saying they're tired of like political correctness. Yeah. And yeah. They're talking about antifines. Yeah. They're like talking. That. Yeah. They're saying uh, all of a sudden we're supposed to respect people's decisions about their lives instead yeah. of punishing it out of existence. Yeah. Well, they hate that idea, though. That's a hideous idea to the, the guy from law enforcement today. <laughs> um, what that none of these. So uh, what that means is you wouldn't make a determination that. Rome fell because of politics, but rather you'd explore political factors to understand the collapse. And in those issues are warning signs for us Americans. These guys really want to be Rome. Fuckers. I know. It's just so boring. It's like it, 
there's a time when I was younger and stupider and more naive and I would listen to somebody and I thought this was like an opinion to have, but I've just become more tired of somebody that's talking about fucking Rome in relation <laughs> to what's going on right now. I used to, I, you're, I'm, you're right, dude, because people would talk, like back when I started to like kind of pay attention to politics and stuff, I was very interested in your like, not your personally, Brett, but in, in like if somebody sat down and started telling me about how Rome worked, I was yeah. like, oh, and that's interesting. Intriguing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very like rubbing my beard and and like hmm. I don't know. Have you ever uh, have you ever heard of something called the Cloward Piven strategy? It's not exactly. <laughs> See, I'm out. <laughs> this does nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's not exactly something the mainstream media talks about, but it's something you need to be aware of because it's what we're facing in America today. The He's going to explain. The cow, Cloward Pivens. Cloward Piven. Cloward Pivens. Now we're going to finally understand what's happening with our great nation and our Leos. Okay? Yeah. American sociologist and political activist Richard Cloward and Francis Fox Piven created the political strategy in 1966. The idea behind it is to overload the U.S. public welfare system to create a crisis that would lead to a replacement of the welfare system with a socialist system of a guaranteed annual income and thus an end to poverty. Whoa, okay. Okay, not what I thought. <laughs> it's weird. If that doesn't describe what we're seeing from Democrats who are running for POTUS right now, I don't know what does. But well, that does make sense. I mean, now I do. I I didn't realize they were handing that term around. Cloward Piven. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're sociologists. They're not going to like uh, be conservative. <laughs> It's no, but it's so but, hard to be conservative if you're a sociologist. I got it. To, I, I have a sociology degree and uh, they make it nearly impossible to turn conservative. No, but I'm just saying like the 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 like uh, get everybody on welfare until it like breaks the system. Oh, you like the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like the idea. I just feel like now I understand a little bit of uh, some stupid arguments I've heard before. Okay. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is where this is where like this does seem like uh because you always wonder how someone could believe something so stupid, and then you realize that another person just told them the name of a doctor, and they were immediately <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Me, Brian Quinby, is like that. I am very much like... If you tell me it was from a study and you tell me who the doctor... Like, if you well, Why tell don't you believe in Cloward Privens, then? I do believe Cloward Privens. I, I do think that that is... I mean, they're just saying that's a strategy, Right. right? Like, I do believe that is that is one possible way to go about doing things. It's not my favorite way, but it is one possible way. And I, I don't think the gov the Democrats are trying to do that, though. You know, like, no, I, I don't disagree either. with them that the Democrats are trying to do that. No, but this but that's what I guess that's that gets closer than what it is. It's right. It's it's this is a hypothesis of a strategy that they have turned into like the plans of the democratic party. I know it's, that's what they do though. They, they hear like, so the thing is this guy has never read the study right. that he's referencing. He's heard somebody say some of the stuff from the study. That is what he's done. And he's translating it through them. And then he's now going to tell us how it's happening. Right. Right. So uh, if that doesn't describe, uh, uh, so anyway, um, 
I don't know what, but it's much bigger threat than you might realize. That's because it's so incredibly pervasive. It's poisoning the very roots of America. And it calls to mind the words of Jeffer Jefferson. Brett, <laughs> I'm going to read the Tree of Liberty quote right now because oh, it's God. in here. <laughs> the words of Jefferson. <laughs> Always. How the, could I forget? The only quote anybody knows by him is. This is. What is this for newbies or something? I. <laughs> I have this quote on my cell phone case. I have a jacket with it, monogrammed on the inside. How could how could anyone not know this one? I, now I want a t-shirt with this quote on it with a circle with a line through it. <laughs> like, never say Stop. this to me. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It's its natural manure. I didn't know the manure part. But, I don't remember uh, the manure. Never part heard the, this guy just wanted to type manure, and it's probably he didn't read the actual thing. That's probably the way he heard it. And he's just because this guy seems like a real "I heard this" kind yeah. of guy, you know. The uh, this is the also the, this is what's kind of shitty about some someone that's outside of it is that like he's just thinks welfare recipients are like the scum of the earth people. Like, oh yeah. that's what he's presenting is that like. The police are dealing with like this invader army of people that are working less and like that are trying to get that are trying to enact this ancient fucking strategy to take down the United States. Well, it's funny you say that because the next line in this, we are seeing groups here in America demanding open borders, demanding the decriminalization of crossing into our country illegally. At the same time, across our great country, we are seeing the criminalization in capital letters all caps criminalization of law enforcement really <laughs> i didn't know that i want to read that the way he wrote it like the way he typed it um <clears throat> at the same time across our great country we are seeing the criminalization of law enforcement <laughs> yeah he probably typed like really hard on that part like hit the keys too hard you know <laughs> yeah i want to hear alexander from uh of a uh, minion death call give it a go okay i like the way he reads them i'll, I'll shoot him I'll, I'll send this to they'd probably love this too this is a great blog post this it is. is like perfect show material you know criminalization of law enforcement yeah it's against the law now it's illegal god damn it so now the cops are just driving their own cars and pulling people <laughs> over for speeding they're they're like doing it for free. They're rolling up in neighborhoods and busting crack dens and shit. Yeah, well, they're it, like all that fentanyl they found. That was that, that was off the clock work. They they're not doing it for free. They're doing it because they have to. Right. Like they're just guys that feel like they have to law enforce. Right. And now that it's illegal, the cop cops are going to come and arrest them for doing it. The antifa cops. <laughs> Who's going to arrest them? They, they say the criminalization. They're like, fascists. Yeah, that's true. Antifa is the. Anti keeps arresting our police it's Out crazy antifa outlawed cops yeah it's gotten so bad in states like the people's republic of california and connecticut who calls that it that <laughs> who calls it that <laughs> is it is it has it been taken over already oh no I, he's being jokey i'm sorry i, yeah. I fell into his joke sorry he, he's being funny he, i was Sorry. <laughs> that we're seeing the crash and burn of morale in law enforcement. Aww. Oh, no. Oh, geez. Yeah, because Dorner told you what was up. 
<laughs> We're seeing agencies desperate for officers because as more and more retire or count down the minutes to retirement, we see a deficit in a number of incoming recruits. After all, why would you want to live a life of service when you're just going to be attacked for that service? It's, this is all fantasy. This is Dungeons and Dragons. This is, this is, <laughs> this is not... Anything about this is based in reality. <laughs> we see people. You, you can go to any gas station and see a half dozen fucking blue, thin blue line stickers I, on the back. You're telling me they're every, every truck stop we stop at has a thousand first responder things and cop things. You can buy hats with like your favorite cop on them. I mean, you can't do that, but that would that's coming. No, someday you can, you'll be able to buy a hat with your favorite cop on it. <laughs> you can, yeah, they're gonna have jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can do, yeah, you can, any, any gas station, every single one that we stop at, they sell a hat that has like mole strap on it and like a Velcro American flag on the front of it. Yeah. They're supposed to be like, I'm a, I'm, I think like a troop. It's one of these, it's for these guys. It's They're like, guy I'm kind of like a troop. <laughs> yeah, I, I know like... what it's like. I'm the mouthpiece for the troops. I, I'm not like a, I'm not a cop. I'm just the mouthpiece. <laughs> this is an odd sentence I'm going to read. We see political activists masquerading as police chiefs. We <laughs> see- <laughs> I mean, this this has to have a million shares. Like, this is this seems like some pretty good popular content. We see them working hand-in-hand with liberal politicians to not only attack the rights of law-abiding citizens, but also to destroy the morale of their own departments. We watch as they flat-out disrespect the oath of office they took and put officers in a no-win situation. If I were to design a roadmap for how to collapse America, starting with law enforcement, here's what it would look like. Oh, right. Thanks. Some handy (laughs) advice. Handy dandy advice from from the law enforcement today guy. Take the, note. The most pathetic person I've ever read so far. Step one: divide the protectors. The refusal to allow rank and file patrol officers to cooperate with federal law enforcement to uphold the law. It's a slap in the face to Americans, and it's a dereliction of duty. It's also a clear and intentional move to create a divide between local, state, and federal law enforcement. Divide the protectors. Conquer a society. I don't think we can do... He's, I, he's, just, he, but, <laughs> he's calling for something. I, I mean, he's calling for basically like a nationalized federal police force that can crack down on people. How dare you? He is saying that. I I agree. Like, that's his plan. But he would never admit that he just wants one big national police force. (laughs) That all of them are working together. Yeah, because, like, a lot of these cranks are, like, states' rights people. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't. They don't make sense, dude. I don't get this. They just want the cops. Yeah, they just want more cops. They're just anything that any anything they can point out where the police have to stop and think for a second before they beat someone's head in. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Step two, divide the supporters. Force officers to choose between enforcing unconstitutional leg- legislation like red flag laws, which des- deny citizens of their right to due process and providing for their own family. What is red flag laws? Red flag laws are if like like if, if a certain amount of red flags come up, you're not allowed to buy a gun. There, it's like sort of a, uh, the types of laws you break, and and, uh, and there's like other stuff. There's that. It's like 
if they think that you have the potential to be a mass shooter, there's certain ways that you can categorize that, and then you're not able to buy a gun. And I am stupid, so I don't know any of the stuff right. around it. But make cops the bad guys. Take the people who have historically supported law enforcement and convince them that the cops are now the enemy. Divide the supporters. Conquer a society. Where is this happening? Who historically supported law enforcement that isn't supporting law enforcement I mean, now? They have to put up with about a half dozen more people than before. Yeah. But this, that is... See, the funny thing is, is like, all they're really... What he's talking about... This is all just criticism. Yeah. There isn't anything else happening. Right. They never get in trouble. Nothing ever happens to them. And he is just saying, I don't like it that people criticize us. <laughs> or, <laughs> well, he's one, right? He's a copy. He, he, he speaks yeah, on their behalf. Does enough for him. Step three, remove their protection. Make cops afraid to be cops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Encourage. If I could, I would. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to do that. We, I mean, it hasn't worked so far, but. Encourage disrespect on them like water bucket attacks. Okay. I mean, who's encouraging? One, the governments, they put those guys in jail. Did right? they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, or they fined them a shitload. of uh, Those guys got in trouble, the water sure. bucket guys. Don't go after the criminals who attack them. When officers arrest criminals, let them back out on the street within hours because a liberal judge determined that the violent suspect with a lengthy criminal history isn't actually a threat. I don't think that happens. That's not a thing I think happens, you know? I, and if it does happen, the judge, first of all, is probably following the Constitution because judges are assholes, and they also like putting people in yeah, jail. Yeah, they wouldn't, if they would never let one slip through their fingers. Yeah. Then threaten law enforcement officers that if they do their job, they'll be investigated. That if they have to fight for their lives, they'll end up being charged. Reboot, remove both their desire and their ability to police. Again, nobody ever gets in trouble. This is all criticism. You know, step four, flood America. Oh, I bet you can't guess what this is. By some estimates, oh, God. Don't the the sum estimate thing is like such a dishon whenever somebody does that that's like me doing an estimate it's so dishonest by some estimates 1 million people will make illegal entry into America this year mm -hmm. there are fewer than 850,000 law enforcement officers in America ah oh, man can we get that number down i mean come on do the math now let criminals create havoc in society, but instead of deporting them or actually cracking down on crime, let Americans know that the real problems is guns owned by law-abiding citizens and pa pass legislations. To what does this have to do with anything? So he's saying like, hey, all these people are coming to the country to work. We got to be able to fucking shoot them. You know? <laughs> Step five, destroy our homes. Own the media own Hollywood, force-feed anti-American socialist and communist policies into our homes and our education system, mm -hmm. convince our children that right is wrong and wrong is right. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to do, though, in this day and age with kids on their phones. You just send them a, a notification on their phone that says it's opposite day, and all of a sudden they go wild. I just can't even figure out what he's 
is he talking about so here's my guess at what he's talking about is like uh lgbtq people right that's that's what he's talking about it has to be he's not gonna say it but that is exactly what he's talking about that makes sense take god out of society destroy the family structure and teach everyone that the solution to your problems is in the form of pills porn and the government <laughs> I, don't, I don't know sounds like a good book title <laughs> I pills, pills, porn. Yep, and the government. That's the solution. He thinks that people are running around. The left is running around saying that the solution to all the problems is pills, porn, and the government. Hey, I love pills. Porno's not bad, and the government is like whatever. I hate the, the government. government's awful. Yeah, yeah the yeah, government's the government. what I don't want. Yeah. Step six. Bypass Congress for gun control. Have private businesses like Dick's and Walmart determine what you can and can't buy. What the so, fuck? They stopped selling guns? Yes. But they did it. Nobody else, nobody made them do it. They, they could to. still sell guns. No, but in a free country, you have to force businesses <laughs> to sell what you want. I mean, I wish I could force businesses to sell like some of the treats I like that have gone away. That's like, true. <laughs> like there are things like Choco Bliss. There's this old thing called Choco Bliss, and it was like a cake with chocolate inside of it, and then a chocolate icing on top. Why doesn't the government force <laughs> the stores to carry that for me? Yeah, I would force more uh, more places to have Nerds Rope. Like you can, it's just really hard <laughs> to find. You have to go to like a specialty place, but it, they make Nerds all the time, and they have that goop all the time. They should just right. force them to make it and more readily available. Honestly, Walmart should be forced to sell bushels of weed, like bulk <laughs> weed. True, just yeah. kick it out. Some cocaine. I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of things I wish the store sold. They yeah. just don't sell them, you know? Walmart doesn't sell CDs with cusses in them. <laughs> yeah, You know how true. many times have people been fucked by that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make that mistake. God, so many people bought two CDs. You know, yeah, back in yeah. the day, so many people accidentally bought one and then had to go back and buy the other. Yeah. It's really a genius it's a good. idea. Yeah. Allow Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Snap determine what you can see and what you can say. Because it's not a violation of the First but, Amendment if it's done by private enterprise. One, my, one of my favorite posts of all time is, I'm getting shadow banned, but they're not going to stop it. If you see this post, like it. You know, it's like, yeah, perfect. That's the best way to get more viral. That's the best way to get more dummies money. I love it because it's just so clear that nobody likes them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Step seven. Oh, this is a good one, Brett. Step seven's great. Use, in quotes, social justice to vilify love of the country. <laughs> Let's hear his reason, though. Let's hear him out. Okay, take every patriotic American who wants to see a better country for their children and call them a racist, etc. If you don't agree with them, then okay. mass, then mass report them on social yeah, media. This guy. Come on, now we know. It's always he's buried. It's really buried in there. This guy's a marketer because he's just telling. I cracked the code. You know they tried to shut me down. I know how to beat their algorithms. I know how to get more likes. Because they're trying to get people like me to to stop. 
trying, you know? <laughs> He's been kicked off. Oh, yeah. For saying something racist. Yeah. This is definitely for sure this person's been kicked off of something for saying something racist. <laughs> that's the funniest thing. That is such a personal thing there. Yeah. That, like, that's such a picture into him as a person. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, the other one before, too, before is... Uh, like, I follow all kinds of police officers on TikTok, Instagram, all of the social medias. There is tons of police officers on there that can say, they're saying, and do, they're like stars. Yeah. They, like, dance and, and like, they, they, they rap and they, they lip sync to, like, songs yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Social media loves their content. Right. And for facebook twitter instagram would never kick a cop off for doing cop content never um then mass report mass report them on social media to make sure their accounts are canceled and their voices shut shut down maybe somebody he likes got got their facebook or twitter taken away yeah. and he's like oh down yeah now i can't read that ricky vaughn guy remember him he was like he was like one of those really bad twitter accounts that was like a racist <laughs> then you then say you think they're a threat and have a judge determine that combat veterans and our nation's greatest warriors need to be disarmed because of ptsd then Force officers to go to war with their own brothers and sisters. I, I don't like, I have no idea how that happens. The collapse. It's happening right in front of our eyes, and it's starting with a full onslaught against our law enforcement officers in every way, shape, and form. Uh, Want to save America? We need to start by understanding the enemy. And sometimes the biggest threat that an empire faces is the enemy within. Mm. In case you missed it, here's a letter from the founder of Law Enforcement Today on what you need to know and how L.E.T. is fighting back. All right. L.E.T. What's Law name? Enforcement Today. Uh. Dear America, when I founded Law Enforcement Today, I did it during a time where freedom of speech still existed. Oh, no. A time when the ability to market and advertise your company. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all people that have, like, lawn care businesses that put, like, an old slur in there or something. It feel, feel like they're pissed. These people that, like, go on a, something that's absolutely free. It's not a product that you pay for. I, I they they think it's like they think social media is like renting a fucking movie or like I don't know they, like going to the grocery store they like you're not paying for it right they're so obsessed it's not with a it. service that's provided to you like it's I a think free website this guy I think is more obsessed with social media than I am yeah. like in a way that like I would never like say these words to people in, in my real life, you know. And I'm obsessed with social media. Yeah. I'm on it all day. And if you got kicked off, you'd start a blog like this guy. Yeah, target, and he then has every else to go. Every article would somehow turn into how I got kicked off of social media. <laughs> you would be, you would be like, uh, how I make the switch to bagged onions, <laughs> and then like two thirds of the way through, you'd be like, I'd love to share this money saving advice <laughs> with people on social media, but people like me get blocked and shadow banned when we <laughs> express our truth. I like the I, I like the sentence a time when the ability to market and advertise your company wasn't infringed by bigger. 
countries, companies that control the media space and decide who does and doesn't get a voice based on their own political perspectives. There's never been that time, buddy. The good old days. Never the been good a time. Old days. That time's never existed. Back in 2015, man, you could run anything you want on Facebook. Sadly, that time has come to an end, which is why our family at law enforcement today has no choice but to step forward to fill that void and begin advocating for people and companies that are being actively silenced. Good job. We've received word from some of our partner, uh, Brett. Yeah, here you come, Brett. This is your thing. We've received word from some of our partners in the firearms and tactical industry that Google is actively shutting down advertising accounts of companies in the firearms, accessories, and tactical space. Let's be clear. We're not talking about companies selling guns. One such company, for example, is Inforce. They make weapon-mounted lights that are used by departments like FBI, NYPD, a, a bunch of cops. Oh, and Border Patrol, you. Widely recognized as being both an LE and a consumer brand that helps make people safer. They are now shut down by Google. There are companies spending six figures on ad, no, they're not, on advertising their products to consumers on a search engine, and now they've been shut down. Here's the message they receive. So they get a, a Google message. Bing. <laughs> Another search engine. Oh, God. He's, he's going after Bing. <laughs> Bing. He can't even, motherfucker can't even get on Bing. <laughs> Bing, another search engine, also shut down the ad account because the flashlights have a line related to weapons. Okay, so you're mad about the fucking flashlights. Is this what you market during the day? Are you the marketing director for the flashlight company? Probably. <laughs> That's probably true. He's not saying it. Um, so you're think, not allowed to sell lights for your guns. I get. Um, you're still allowed to sell them, but Google isn't letting you advertise them on their site. Look, I, I mean, don't like that. I did Google Enforce Lights, and there's a sponsored top three, and it's for three gun lights. Enforce? Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Think about this for a minute. Where do you do your searching for products and brands if you're like most human Americans? Google, Facebook, and Instagram. That's I don't search for products and brands on Facebook or Instagram, by the way. When the three biggest platforms decide it's time to attack the industry and the Second Amendment, it has the potential to be catastrophic. It's, in effect, gun control through censorship, and it's an attack that's going to continue to spread. Hey, kind of like, this is something the left's been saying for like a really long time about having a few companies own everything and like, you know, freedom of speech is under, is like very... It's fine that you're allowed to say whatever you want, but the big media companies don't don't put any interesting voices out there. And uh, the rest of this goes, I think he's trying to sell. Um, I think he's just trying to sell the flashlights now. So uh, we'll we'll go we'll go answer some questions. And then uh, that was fun, though. I mean, what if. What a fucking guy, man. What a yeah, fucking guy. Really? I, I, he's just doing advertising. I, I was yeah, going to was, look and see I it. thought it was going to be a real thing. It just turns out he's mad about Facebook ads shutting his account <laughs> down. I got my Twitter ad shut down because we were selling Kratom, you know? And that was an injustice. Well, you know, you're not the Leos, Brett. So w tell him you're a Leo. 
Mm. Well, I guess they'll treat you even worse if you. If That's you tell true. Them you're a Leo. <laughs> In this world where the kids are being taught that uh, wrong is right, you know. Yeah. Uh, first question, Stephen Adams. Will you guys make a Strangle Mania video, please? Uh, we tried to figure this out. We will. Honestly, I watched Bill Burr do it today. It looked awesome. Okay, so here's what we need. And Jake is our guy. And if you want to, we can put you in contact with Jake if you know how to do this. We want crowd noise, Uh but we don't want the commentators. We can't do that. It's impossible? I think so. Okay, well, there you go. That's why we don't do one. I don't want to shut the crowd noise off. I want the crowd noise with the commentate with our commentary. Uh, I'm not going to ask this question. Can Varsity Blues be analyzed as a communist text? Scott, I haven't seen that movie in many years, but I don't it's think not, it's communism. It's an awful movie. Brett Payne. Uh, this is from Jerry Lundegaard. What do you think of AEW so far? Uh, I love it. It's great. It's awesome. It's got me back into wrestling. Um, I'll never watch WWE again, so it's just up to AEW to not fuck it up because I definitely will leave if it's not good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But so far, I mean, they're doing everything I like. Uh, As far as wrestling is concerned, it feels like back in the old days when it was good. Um, WWE and Vince McMahon, Triple H, the whole family has just fucking ruined it. Garbage people. They turned it into the show. They stopped. They took away all the spontaneity out of it. The matches are horrible. Like nothing about it is good. So yeah. AEW has been amazing. I agree. Uh, Francis Horton asks, "What is the most anarcho-communist kids cartoon?" Boy, I mean, you're asking the wrong co- guy because I don't know cartoons. But uh, Brett might know. Brett doesn't know anarcho-communism. I don't know. Yeah, it is probably Smurfs. You know, that's the most. Can I tell you what my favorite cartoon was as a kid? Maybe. And then you can decide if it's communist. Captain N, the Game Master, was my favorite cartoon. So is that communist? Maybe. Right. Like they're all working together. It was the Nintendo one. It's like no, but Mario's the king of Nintendo, isn't he? Mar- Mario's not the king of Nintendo. Really? Because the guy from Metroid, or the woman from Metroid could kill him in a second. Like, if, if Mario... Well, Is that who decides who's in charge? No. I mean, I guess Mario's the king. I hate to think of a world where Mario's the king, though. Well, you know Princess I mean? Peach is the queen. Okay, okay. Mario's just the plumber, I guess. Who do you use in Mario 2? Mario 2? Yeah, when you play Super Mario 2, who do you use? Peach. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, lazy. I, I feel that's a, that's the lazy man's choice. But It's fun. I love the mechanics, the way that you can float. Like, I don't know. I just like the way it feels. Like a 90 degree angle yeah. in and out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Luigi guy. I liked Luigi a lot. He, had, he could jump the furthest. That's why I used him. Um, you guys ever experience paranormal shit? Uh, let me tell, I'll tell a story real quick. I was laying on a couch one time in my house and it was, I don't know. It was like 10, 10 30 when I was growing up and it was the basement. And like, there were a bunch of people outside and I swear on my life, I saw a shadow man run into my bathroom. Didn't run back out. Didn't last long. It was really like probably one second of time, but it was sort of um, like 
gingerbread man shaped in okay. a way. But it was running really fast and ran in the room. And I, I, I've been thinking about it my whole... It's something I've been thinking about my whole life. Uh, I don't know if that's paranormal. Uh, I don't know if maybe I was high or something like that. But I just remember being really like, holy shit. I just saw a fucking, you know, a shadow man. So, yeah. That's the only paranormal... I, ever since... Like, that's why I don't believe in ghosts and stuff like that. Cause I, I've just like never seen anything other than that shadow man. Yeah. I don't, uh, what is paranormal is just ghosts. Yeah. Alien maybe, I guess, but just any, have you experienced any weird shit? Supernatural? Um, well, so the, um, I'm looking at the paranormal says events or phenomena such as telekinesis or clairvoyance that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. I will say that um, I absolutely have the power to uh, make songs that are inside of my head happen in real life. I have had it and it happens all the time. And I think it's an indication that there is a, a secret order to everything. And then I'm following the right path. Whenever I hear a song that I've been thinking about show up in real life. Like, why don't you write the song? Huh? Like, why don't you write the song? No, I'm talking about like, I just will have a song stuck in my head and then I'll go to buy fucking gum somewhere. And then the song will be playing. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying, I thought you were a psycho. I was about to like, I was I'm about so to have psycho. you checked out. No, I thought you were like a dude that was like saying like, yeah, man, you know, like a couple months before, uh, <laughs> you know, that Bruno Mars song came out, I'd been thinking of it and then it came out and I was like, look, that's the song I, I thought up. And yeah. it was like, no, that's, you didn't, you're, you're claiming to, I was like, why don't you just write the motherfucking Bruno. No, Mars I know song how to. No, I would do ass. that. Yeah, I would definitely do that. <laughs> I, I know how to. So I know how to make money off that power. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird, though. That I I get what you're saying. That is kind of a, a little thing. Um. Uh. What can you? What can we do to gently push friends left? Um. You know. Be fun about it. Yeah, I mean, it is like, it's sort of like. When you're in the conversation, obviously, I you know, you don't need to talk politics, really, every single time you have a conversation. And uh, for me, it's just like, for at least for me, when I'm pushing people, when I think I'm pushing somebody to the left, I think it, it for me, it's about like explaining my principles and my beliefs to people in a way that makes sense to them. And then we hope that they then feel the need to take on those, like that they take on, they take something from it, you know, and, and, and move into those beliefs. But honestly, like it's really, for me, the pushing your friends, the, 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 the pushing your friends thing, like to, to just agree with your politics is kind of like, um, as long as they're not, donald trump people just enjoy the friendship that you have with the person that you have you know obviously yeah, we want to build a movement and when you're around those people live your principles you know yeah i would say for me it's really like it comes down to a matter of just saying like this is like don't say other people are wrong because of this or this is how other people think just say uh, I believe in a and I believe in a world where everybody that works should be a homeowner. Or I believe in a world. I just I believe in whatever you think. Life. I I don't think that everybody that's I don't think that people that are homeless like 
did something to deserve it. I don't think that there's, you know, just explain things from your point of view usually helps. And like I said, I mean, you kind of have to be a little smile. Like you have to be just, ha- you can't be like abysmal about stuff. Like, I don't know. I've used that the wrong way. I'm so fucking tired right now. I'm trying. <laughs> but I'm trying like, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, you just can't be like off. You just can't, you have to be smiling. That's why I say like, you just have to, not make it seem like it's the end of the world if they don't agree with you right now or if they don't see things how you see them it takes a while for stuff to sink in with people and then if it comes down to really like you know we had uh yesterday city council and stuff like now that's something is a time when it's actually is politics and you can say like there's a candidate that cares about fair housing do you care about fair housing you know like uh, i understand you like this candidate for this but you know they don't have any track record on this uh this person you know this this dsa candidate is talking about this issue you know how do you feel about that because a lot of the stuff that from that from that point of view is more relatable like the dsa and the 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 more radical candidates for like the smaller local government that i've seen are saying things that resonate with people like michaela that we met uh in dc she goes on record all the time talking about how she got busted for weed before and how fucked up it is. And that's like way more easy for me to sell her as a candidate to somebody than like, uh, well, this like this lit this guy in a suit is a little bit little bit different than this other guy in a suit. He's a little bit he's a little bit more he's got a fighting spirit. Yeah, yeah I, I do, do hope, hope to see more people like, like Michaela Wilkes in, in Baltimore. I, I, I just that she's great. Um when is the first annual gathering of the Street Fighters? It's hard to. This uh, it's such a massive undertaking. But let me uh, let me answer this the easiest way I can. Every single month, hopefully, I mean, this is a plan. We're going to do a live streamed variety show from Columbus, Ohio, at the same bar, and we'll announce the date after. The one that happens. So on December 27th, we're doing a date and then we'll announce the date after that for the next one that's going to happen in January, then February, then March. And uh, well, we can, what? We don't have to keep it a secret. We don't know it yet. Right. That's what I'm saying. But we're, we're going to plan ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll plan ahead. And uh, it's something that you can watch online, but uh, I would come to it. I the, the one we're planning for December is badass, and it's going to be very fun, and we'll make an official announcement, but it's, it's just, it's wonderful. It, it's going to be great, and if you want to gather with a bunch of Street Fighters, that's the way to do it. That's going to be our biggest show. No, you know? I would like to do a convention. I feel like I need a whole year to get to actually do it and be okay. I mean, maybe we could do it in six months by the summer. Um, I just don't know. Uh, it would just be on a smaller scale. Um, but uh, I don't know. It is a good idea, and I do want to do it at some point. I just need – I don't know. I, it seems like such a gigantic a lot undertaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, my uncle was in here and he asked if I still wanted to be a Duke boy. And of course, have you seen the opening, uh, credit? I am a Duke boy. So well, I guess when I was a kid, I said I wanted to be a Duke boy when I grow up. Sure. I became one. It's great. Um, 
when you were a kid, was there a trashy chain restaurant that was fancy in your eyes? And when did you realize it wasn't fancy or special at all? Mine was probably Fuddruckers, since we only got to go very rarely. Um, for me, it was Applebee's. Um, all of my first like seven dates were at Applebee's <laughs> with my wife. And uh, on payday, when we were feeling good, we would go to Applebee's and, and get food. And it just was like having the person take you to the table was such a joy to me that I didn't get very often. And I really felt fancy. I found out Applebee's wasn't the best thing in the world. Actually, when I got on social media and people started making fun of Applebee's and I was like, what? Wait. And then I, I like, I also, what happened for me was I moved downtown and I started eating at restaurant because basically before Yelp, how were you supposed to Yelp and Google and stuff? How were you even supposed to find the good restaurants? You like had to go and guess and take a chance. Um, but yeah, I found out I, I found out it wasn't good because people always made fun of it. Or I may have seen somebody make fun of it on TV. And I tried my first like few local restaurants and I was like, there's like a point where you really when the first time you try really good food, really like perform like made by a chef, like at at a at a at a nice restaurant that like I can't describe the feeling, but like there is a kind of good that you can't get at a place like Applebee's and that I had hadn't had in my entire life. It's like Indian food to me is one of those things. It's like, I didn't need Indian food growing up. I didn't eat it in my twenties. I didn't need it in my thirties. I just started eating it. But like my whole mouth, like just pops with this like joy and this flavor that I had never imagined. And it like just fills everything up. Uh, so uh applebee's for me uh the only one i can think of is a uh, ryan's steakhouse oh my god because it was called a steakhouse but like i you still like stood at like a you stood i mean it was just still looked like fast food uh when you walk through the the line at the beginning um but that's the only one i can come that comes to mind i can't think of any that i thought were fancy like i never thought I never in my life thought that we did anything fancy. I I didn't cons I or I knew from watching TV what fancy was, and my family never approached that in any sort of possible way. That's so I, I think that's I don't I don't think I can think of one. That's so the difference between me and you is that my parents wanted so badly to be fancy, you know, that like they just they called everything fancy. But they you yeah, know, my family like wouldn't lie to themselves. Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Outback Steakhouse to them was just fancy. We got two more questions I'm going to answer. I'm going to ask because I, I find them interesting. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your question. Uh, it's late and uh, we've gone almost an hour and a half, I think. Oh, no, we're not even close. Um, okay, so um, Andrew asks... What do you guys want Street Fight to look like long term? Any cool goals you want to achieve? You guys have made a super cool community. I want to know what your hopes for it are. <laughs> I can't answer this. Okay. Sorry. I'll, okay. I will say that uh, I just, I like what it is. I want it to stay basically what it is, but it would be nice to like get a bigger platform and uh, talk to more people and and uh interview more cool people but yeah 
That's I, I mean, I, I, I'm very happy with what it is right now. So I have no idea. I just uh, I don't know. I hope uh, I don't know. Where would you want your first outside the U.S. tour to be? I mean, anywhere, Japan. really? <laughs> yes, Japan would be ideal. Or, you know, we, we really, I think, I think me and him, and we've talked about it a lot, and, and like, we really want to do Australia really bad. Like, that, it's just, like, that's the place that comes up. I think if we do leave the United States, it's either going to be Australia or the obvious places. And uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, I guess it could happen, but I just don't know with how what we do what we do translates in Europe and and places like that. And uh, we're gonna try and get up to Canada, but I, you know, it, that kind of shit makes me nervous. I don't know if what we do translates in places like that, and uh, I don't know. So that is the show. We are done. Brett's gonna go nighty night. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to Street Fight. Uh, we'll see you. Not, I don't. There'll be some stuff on the feed, but we're gonna be on tour. We'll be back on like the Sunday after the nineteenth, whatever that is. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace. Holton Street, Dean Street, Click Clack, President, uh-huh. Nostrand, DPS, Orange, RBGs. T-Town, who wanna ride? Brooklyn, come on, come on. Sitting in the living room on the floor, hunger pain got me on some migraine shit, but I'ma maintain. Nigga got two or three dollars to my name, and my homies in the same boat, going through the same thing, ready for a cape, ready plotting for the paper. We've been living in the dark since April, on the candle, gotta get a handle. My homie got a 25 automatic added to the gamble. Nigga get the phone book, look up in the yellow page, let me tell you how we finna get paid. We gon' order takeout when they send the driver, we gon' stick the 25 up in the face. Let's ride, stepping outside like warriors, into the no Notorious Southside, one weapon to the four of us Hiding in the corridor till we see the dude from the car Headlights, white boy in the wrong place at the right time Soon as the car door open up, he mine We roll up quick and put the pistol to his nose By the look on his face, he probably shitted in his clothes You know what this is, it's a stick up Give me the dough from your pickups You ran into the wrong niggas We running down the block hot with these stacks of boxes So we split up and met back at the apartment Hell yeah Yo, ain't you hungry, my nigga? Hell yeah You wanna get paid, my nigga? Ain't you tired of starving, my nigga? Well, let's ride in. I know a way you can get paid, you can get down, but you can't be afraid. Let's go to the DMV and get an ID. The name says you, but the face is me. Now it's your turn, take my paperwork. Like one, two, three, let's make it work. Then fill out the credit card application, and it's gonna be about three weeks of waiting for American Express. Discovery car, platinum visa, master car. Cause when we was spooked and shit, then we was targets. Now we just walk right up and say, charge it. To the game, we rockin' brand names. Well known at department store chains. Even got the buzz in the crew, a few things. Popo never know who's the true blame. Stole after stole, you know we kept rolling. Wait two weeks, report the car stolen. Repeat the cycle like a laundromat. Like a glitch in the system, it's hard to catch. Coming out the mall with a shopping bag. So we can take it right back, then get the cash. Yeah, get a friend, then do it again. Then right, that's how we pay the rent.
can get some government paper, you know food stamps, can we really do that? Hell yeah, it's right there for the taking, fuck welfare, we say reparations and uh, you know the grind, get up early, get on the line and just wait, everybody on break, that's part of the game, and when they call your name, Miss Caseworker, let me state my claim, mom homeless, jobless, times is hard, I'm about hopeless, but I gotta eat regardless, no family to run to, I'm 22, now tell me what the fuck am I supposed to do? My sad story made her feel close to me, I made her feel like it was an emergency, and when I came to the crib, niggas couldn't believe, I came back with a big bag of groceries. Every job I ever had, I had to get them The first day, I found how to pimp the system Two steps ahead of the manager Getting over on the regular tax-free money out the register And when I'm working late nights, stocking boxes I'm creeping they merchandise And don't put me on dishes, I'm dropping them bitches And taking all day long to mop the kitchen Shit, we ain't getting paid commission Minimum wage, modern-day slave conditions Got me flipping burgers with no power And can't even buy one off what I make in an hour I'm not the one the kids ask for the top position I take mine off the top like a politician Where I'm from, doing dirt is a part of living I got miles to feed, dog I got to get it. Yeah, yeah. You down the road, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. You better get your hands dirty, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Your mama need money and things, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's ride in. Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at Dabbing Castro 911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone, and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.